Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name's Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be covering some people who have been bullied, and we're going to focus on, and these are famous people, and we're going to focus on a gal named Janis Joplin. I've often said it before, and I'll say it again here, that bullies bully for two reasons, weakness and difference. If you're weak, you could hide under a rock and a bully will find you. And if you're different, you stand out. And you always have to be able to deal with reaction, which you shouldn't have to do, but there's always a reaction by certain people when they notice differences in others. It's sad but true. This is what goes on in our culture. Any difference, people get themselves all wound up, primarily because they don't either look or speak or act the way that the bully does. They just want to give, you know, they they have their own individuality. And the individuality is something that they cherish. That's who they are. That's who they want to be. And when you're picked on for difference, it's a horrible thing. It really is. Because you know in your heart that you're not going to change to meet the expectation of any one person or any one group. And Janis Joplin was not considered, you know, to be conventionally pretty 
you know, when she had some acne and she had gained weight and she really struggled with her self-esteem her entire life. And she was bullied for her appearance and her different behavior. And those of you who remember her know what I'm talking about. And the abuse continued all through college. Now, she was born in 1943. And as she had gotten older, she developed many beliefs that grew out of her interest in the blues movement, blues music. And to have the bullying continue all through college, I know I did read a biography about her, and she went to her high school reunion and things weren't much different. And a fraternity at the college that she was attending, it was the University of Texas in Austin, voted her the ugliest man on campus. This hurt her deeply, and they left scars that she never really forgot. She dropped out of college, and she left Texas for San Francisco to escape, to escape what she calls the angry men that picked on her. And she was born in 43. She died in 1970 of an accidental overdose of heroin. She was only 27 years of age. And her life was a struggle. She was posthumously voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995. And when she was growing up in Port Arthur, Texas, the town was racially segregated. And she, she supported desegregation. And it came because of her, in part thanks to her parents' affinity for art, and literature and learning and all of that type of thoughts and interest and dress and so on set her apart from her classmates. And what this did, it just provided further incentive for her classmates to bully her. A woman who was different, who took a stand on social issues who cared about people, gets bullied. She, she went through name-calling, and she'd skip class. Now, this is a very common thing. Victims of bullying, they skip class to avoid the people that bully them. They avoid their tormentors. And she just attended enough school to get enough credits to successfully graduate. She claims they laughed me out of class, out of town, and out of the state. And she said this before she moved to California. Her proud stance against segregation also came, as I shared earlier, from a love of folk and blues music, which she used as an influence in her songs. Her parents were two folks 
And they believed that Janice required a lot of attention. And, you know, when you're, when you're a victim, you become attracted to people who are, have the same issues as you or who are as different as you. Now, the one person whom um, she was attracted to had a real interest in the blues as well. Blues artists like Bessie Smith, Ma Rainey, and Lead Belly, who Jop- Joplin later credited with influence, influenced her decision to become a singer. And she began singing folk music with her friends at Thomas and Jefferson Thomas Jefferson High, which is where she went to school. She was ostracized. She was bullied. As a teen, she became overweight. She had trouble with acne. She had to get dermabrasion as she got older. And they the kids in the school would taunt her, call her names like pig, freak, and lover, and I won't even say the word, or creep. She said she was a misfit, so she read and she painted, and she thought to herself, I don't hate black people. Janice Joplin was a gal who had guts. She had a lot of guts. She stood for what she believed in. She stood and she did and lived the life that she wanted to live. But because of her difference, she was bullied. It is a tragedy. She rose to fame in 1967. She was the lead singer of Big Brother and the Holding Company. She performed at Monterey and Woodstock, and where she won critical acclaim. She had a second solo album, Pearl, which was released posthumously after her death, which contains much of her best work. She's best known for songs that include versions of Ball and Chain, Me, and, and also Me and Bobby McGee. She would just go barefooted when she felt like it. She'd wear Levi's to class because they were more comfortable. Back then, you didn't do it. And she always had an auto harp with her everywhere she went in case she got the urge to break into a song. This gal was absolutely a pioneer, an absolute pioneer. She turned to drugs and alcohol, and they old, the drugs and the alcohol, I'm sure, were used to soothe the pain because there was nobody there to help her work through some of the emotional issues that she had. Everybody knows that, you know, if you study her history, that she was a junkie. She had issues. Things went wrong. 
But th- no one, no one should be bullied for difference. She moved on with her life and did what she loved to do. Even at the expense of having to deal with people who were just ignorant and they were afraid of her difference. I never, of course, I've never met her, but I guarantee you she was probably a nice person. I mean, another guy that was bullied was Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, when you think of these two, and I'm going to do Hendrix later on in the week, when you think of these two, you think of these rough and tumble people that you don't want to be around. I mean, I saw Jimi Hendrix interviewed on Dick Cabot. He was the nicest young fella that, you know, when he was interviewed. Sweet, kind, loving. He was a real nice guy. And I think this says a lot in terms of our culture. And the old expression, you can't judge a book by its cover. It's so true. It's so true. Back then, people got away with this stuff in terms of what they did to Janice. It would never be tolerated today. It's something that needed a tremendous amount over the years of change and soul-searching on the part of an entire society and culture, of which she was a part of changing herself. And it would not surprise me if there was a lot of people who saw her as having guts, but they didn't have the guts to tell her and recognize how brave she was for dealing with some of the people who gave her such an unbelievably hard time. This is the story of a gal who did what she wanted to do and rose to fame, who needed some emotional support, and she also needed a whole lot of love and understanding because she floated in and out of relationships with men and women. The talent was incredible. The abuse was worse. And we lost a tremendous person who had the ability to belt out songs like never before on October 4th, 1970, in a hotel room in Hollywood, which was due to an accidental heroin overdose. Janis Joplin has gone down in history as one of the greatest female singers of all time. And she was never given her due, and I think she should be. She was bullied taunted and tormented by people. Of course, a person makes their own decision in terms of how they handle drugs and how they handle their life. But she was a tremendous singer and only one could guess what her life would be if she hadn't been bullied.
My name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I'm going to ask you to please go to my website at www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Take a look at the products, the courses, the free stuff. That's all there for your taking. If you like this podcast, please tell somebody else. Please forward it to somebody else. Because I think you'll find that they'll get a lot of help from it. Because we have a lot of people today who are different that are struggling as well. And we always have to remember that we always have to reach out to the victim and we have to do our part to strengthen them. Because understand this, where there are no victims, there are no bullies. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.